Brian Nichols, you're a great man with some great ideas, a great podcast. Do you see why he's my favorite libertarian people? <laughs> yes. He's full of common sense and wisdom. Brian Nichols here on The Brian Nichols Show. Welcome to The Brian Nichols Show, your source for common sense politics on the We Are Libertarians Network. Today I'm joined by easily one of the best of the best, Matt Kibbe. Welcome to The Brian Nichols Show. Hey, Brian. It's good to be with you. By the way, let me take a step back and say I love what you're doing. I love the conversational style, and it's a combination of good fun and serious ideas. I love the fact that your show's doing what it does, and, and this is how we win the future. The Brian Nichols Show is the fastest-growing liberty podcast that brings together people from all means of political thought as we seek to have meaningful conversations about the issues you care about. There's so many things that we can do to make America freer and the world better and safer and more peaceful. Everybody has the responsibility of trying to help to do that. You know, what you're doing with your podcast is a perfect example of, you know, you're doing this as a labor of love and for the cause, and that is exactly what we have to have. At The Brian Nichols Show, our goal is to leave the audience educated, enlightened, and informed. And now your host, Brian Nichols. Hey folks, welcome back to The Brian Nichols Show. I'm your host, Brian Nichols, and thank you for, yes, joining us again for another fun-filled episode here on The Brian Nichols Show. Now, last week we had a great conversation with the one and only Larry Sharp, and this week it's uh, it's still a great conversation, but funny enough, it kind of is not political at all, which is actually very refreshing and I truly enjoyed, as uh, this week I was joined by documentarian Tim Price, and we discuss his new uh, documentary, Straight No Chaser, not the name of the band, uh, the acapella group, which I'm a big fan of. But yes, his own documentary where he's going around the United States, uh, visiting with people within those respective communities and really trying to figure out uh, what happiness is, where happiness comes from, and, and a slew of other things, trying to relate to other people within their respective communities and and really trying to, to bond and build bridges with people um, you know who maybe we wouldn't uh, speak to otherwise. So uh, with that, please enjoy today's episode. And uh, if you could, go over and check out uh, Tim's documentary. Uh, he has the first trailer, um, I guess it's the first pilot episode rather, um, that's right there on YouTube for you to go ahead and check out. So make sure you go ahead, uh, give that a listen, and then also tell him that uh, Brian here, the Brian Nichols Show, sent you over. So with that, onto the show, Tim Price here on the Brian Nichols Show. Hey, thanks so much, Brian. I'm happy to be on with you today. Well, I'm happy to have you on. So first and foremost, introduce yourself to my audience, uh, and maybe we can go ahead and, and dig into your, your new documentary series, Straight No Chaser. Sure, sure. Yeah, well, like you said, my name is Tim Price. Um, the reason I'm on this show in particular is because for about five years, I was a libertarian podcaster and um, wrote about politics and talked about politics and did videos about politics. And, you know, once I was I was nearing the end of that, and I was like, you know what, I'm not enjoying this um, as much as I used to. And I'm not happy when I'm talking about the news because the news is always so miserable and depressing. And I said, if I want people to see me, I want them to see me at my best. When am I at my best? When I'm happy? When am I happiest? When I'm traveling and when I'm with friends? Okay, well, it's hard to put that into a podcast, but what if I had a camera? And what if I could meet someone who would become a, a really good friend who also has a background in filmography? And, you know, I bought a camera um, probably like two months ago, because film is not something that I really have much experience in. I'm great with audio and audio production and editing, but film is not really my in my, my wheelhouse. And I said, uh, all right, well, this, this great deal for a camera just kind of came across my lap, and I said, yeah, I'll buy that. And when I bought the camera, I didn't know what the hell I was going to use it for. I said, um, well, I got a cool camera. It's a nice camera. It came with a few nice lenses and uh, I don't know what to do with it, though. So it, it sat in a room 
um, just in like a room that I never go in, in a case. Around that time, I met this filmmaker buddy of mine, and uh, we became good friends, and I found out about his background in filming, and we were talking about going to Vegas, because Vegas is about five hours from where I am. I'm out in Phoenix, and I, I had gone there a couple times since I moved out here, and I said, hey, do you want to go to Vegas this weekend and be my cameraman? And I waited, and I waited, and then finally I got a text back that just said, F yeah, let's do it. <laughs> and I said, okay, all right, it's done, you know, and I, I, it's a, it's a challenge for me, and part of the reason I'm doing it is just because it's something new, and it's something that I'm not comfortable with. Not that I mind being in front of a camera, but this is just a totally different realm than what I'm used to, and it's not political, um, and it doesn't have anything to do with news and current events. It has to do with, one, just seeing the country um all parts of it whether good bad ugly whatever you want to call it and um not only just traveling and enjoying it myself but then capturing it and being able to share that with people that i know or hopefully lots of people who i don't know i've never met no relation to and people can view it for free on the internet and they can see a little bit of what i'm seeing so you mentioned that you you started as a podcaster and you had the progression going into filmmaking so um i guess really what was it that when you were you're doing your podcast and you wrapped up and you're like, I'm, I'm not enjoying this anymore. What was it that really was the spark that made you think that, yeah, you know what? This could be the, the outlet. This, you know, this is really the, the medium that I want to utilize to, to maybe reach people in a different way that you haven't before. Um, I guess there were just uh, one thing that just makes me really uncomfortable is being stagnant. And after I quit podcasting, I became stagnant for a couple months. And occasionally I would do like, I'll, I'll do one podcast. I'll just do one a week or um, I'll do them three times a week. Maybe that'll be good. And that'll just be enough to, but I was just felt stagnant. And, I, and when I'm stagnant, you know, I feel like people are, are kind of like sharks. They say that if a shark actually stops swimming, it will die. Um, and I feel like people are the same way that you have to have something constantly mm -hmm. going on. And you know, like I'm into the real estate game and I have a regular nine to five job and I like investing and I, I follow the stock markets and all this kind of stuff. But I've been doing that forever. I needed something new, something. And I said, uh, I mean, I, I like traveling. I mean, that's really the heart of it. I've traveled to probably more states than states I haven't been to. Um, East Coast, West Coast, North, South, um, pretty much everywhere. And uh, I said, well, you know, I, I want to travel. It's an escape. Plus, there are a few things, um, you know, that I'd not, not like to get into, but a few different kind of personal situations with family and friends and different stuff like that. And I was like, oh, I need to just get out of town for a weekend. I went to Vegas. I had a great time just by myself, just booked a hotel room at Caesars. And I went there and then I came back and I was just like all smiles. I was like, this is what I enjoy. <laughs> so then uh, I think that was probably the spark is just getting away from everything that's in your little area, seeing the different parts of the world and meeting new people. And I said, I need to capture this. I need to get this on film. I need to share this with people because this is, if I'm enjoying it this much, other people probably will too. And uh, the other thing that I, that I want to kind of stress is that I'm doing this because it's a challenge. And I want other people to realize that if they want to do something, yeah, it might be hard. There might be something, some goal that other people want to achieve in their life. Maybe it's not making YouTube videos or making podcasts. Maybe it's, you know, being on the varsity team, um, you know, in football, or maybe it's, you know, getting to the best college or writing an amazing, you know, whatever it is, do something. And 
all you have to do to get started is just get started. You don't have to have all the pieces, you know, at your disposal right from the beginning. What it really takes is just uh, the ability to just kind of and the self-discipline to just go and start it. I find that, you know, when I started my show a few years ago, um, one of the biggest challenges that I had was kind of what you were just referring to. And that's kind of uh, going against the status quo. I mean, I'm in my day job. I'm a sales director for a telecom company. And one of our, our, our silly little slogans when we talk to somebody is, you know, our biggest competitor is the status quo. Um, and I think it, it speaks to just in general how when people find something that makes them comfortable, they they get stagnant and they don't want to expand beyond their 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 comfort zone because they're in their bubble and they're used to what they're doing. Um, so to hear that you were able to get out of your bubble because not only did you see the benefit in that for yourself, but now you're also going a step further and thinking the benefit, the value you can bring to other people. I think that's probably the most rewarding part from what I've heard from you so far um, in terms of your story. So let's kind of start discussing the the, the actual um, the actual documentary itself, uh, itself, straight no chaser. Now, first and foremost, um, I must say I was, <laughs> I was under the impression at first, my first was introduced uh, to you by, by our friend Ramzo Martinez, that you were a part of the acapella group straight no chaser. Um, and I, you know, back when I was in college, I was uh, really big into acapella. I was the musical director for my men's acapella group and uh, straight no chaser is easily one of the best known all male acapella groups. So I was like, oh, okay. Um, you know, we're going to have a guy from Straight No Chaser who's documenting Straight No Chaser on the show. That's going to be unique. And then I. Oh, no, nothing <laughs> like that. But that's okay because then I started to learn more about what you were doing. And I was like, oh, this is pretty darn cool on its own. Like, let, let, I want to dig more into this. So you're going across the United States. So let maybe kind of go through, if you could, some of the, the, the cities that you've come across in your, your ventures throughout the United States. And maybe what's kind of been the reception from the people you've interacted with on, on your, your journey? in terms of not only just you doing this trip, but also um, maybe some messages that they're going to share um, along the way as you go through more and more filming. Um, the reception from the people we talk to on the streets is overwhelmingly positive. People love to interact with us. I mean, especially if they have a drink in their hands, they're usually very happy and they see a camera <laughs> and they see me coming up to them and talking to them and they're, they're very happy. Um, one of the surprising things that I've noticed is that Sometimes the people who have the least to be happy about are the happiest. Um, we've talked to, you know, a handful of uh, folks who are living on the street. You know, America's homeless, which is obviously right now a huge problem. And, you know, when you just actually sit down and give them the time of day and talk with them and hear a little bit of their story, like, they appreciate that. Um, you know, and then I throw a few dollars their way, you know, get them a hamburger or whatever, that kind of thing. But, um, sitting down and talking with those people who are, uh, I like to think of them as almost like America's forgotten class. You know, we talk about the working class and the 1% mm -hmm. and the middle class and all of that. And like, does anybody, I know we hear news reports about, you know, especially in California, their homeless problem. Does anyone actually go out there and talk to them? Um, uh, you know, shake their hand, give them a hug, smile at them. Have a little conversation. It's not like we're sitting down for hours and hours with bums, um, but, you know, five, ten minutes, 15 minutes of your time, that can put a giant smile on their face. And um, so true. one thing that I've I heard from a lot of the homeless, I said, you know, what's what's a message you would like to deliver to to America? And they say, Jesus is the answer. They say, stick with God. And it's like, wow, OK, like. And then I see other wow. people who are just, you know, drunk, stumbling down the streets. And it's like, huh, 
that person has a job and money and probably like a wife and kids and a house and all this stuff. And you think he would mention God in you know his message to America? And it's like, huh, this is it's it's almost like a bizarro world. But it's really interesting to experience, and it's uh, I, I believe that tr- travel broadens the mind, and that's something that uh, we don't really have a lot of in this country. You know, people kind of just stick with their bubble, and in especially with social media and their own echo chambers and things like that, and they never venture outside and try to see things from other people's perspectives and what experiences shape other people's lives. Because, I mean, we're all just kind of products of stuff that happens to us. Um, so maybe I would see things differently if this, that, or the other thing had happened in my past, or maybe I'd approach situations differently or, and then you start, you know, and we don't do this on the podcast, but then you start evaluating your own past. And I'm thinking about all these different things that happened in my childhood. Wait a minute. You start connecting the dots and it's, it's like a self discovery kind of thing, but it's, it's exciting and it's fun. Um, so yeah, people on the streets that we talk to love it. Um, the people I've shared stuff with uh, seem to like it um, in, you know, overall, you know, a few people have said, oh, you should change this. You should do that, that kind of stuff. And uh, but we're just getting started. And I mean, we just released the first pilot episode in, of us in Las Vegas. And um, next up is Miami and we have New Orleans. Um, we're going to I'm not sure if we're going to be able to fit Texas in as an entire episode, but we might have like one episode Houston, one episode. I do want to get to El Paso, um, you know, just to experience it. And, and I've been to a lot of these places before, um, but never with a cameraman following me around, never with an actual agenda of filming. So when you're going around and you're let's say, you know, when you're speaking to the people who maybe are, are a little less fortunate or they've, they've come across some hardship in their lives. Mm-hmm. You, you mentioned, you know, they say, you know, trust in God, really. And I, I find that yeah. fascinating because, like you said, that's not a response that I think someone who is speaking to a homeless person would expect because they're it, obviously they're in a very, very, very tough situation. Um, what do you think it is that that causes them to, you know, whether it's their faith in God or just the sense of hope that they have just in general? What do you think it is that's that's causing them to have that sentiment versus um, I think what should be a very natural reaction is, you know, God, why did you do this to me? Um, you know, why is this happening to me just in general? Um, I have no positive outlook in the future and I, I feel hopeless. What is it that's leading them towards this sense of hope and purpose? I don't know if it can be anything other than God, you know, because really? these people hmm. are in those in those terribly desperate situations. And I try to think like, would I think that way? I don't know if if I would. But somehow they have that positivity and they have that hope. And granted, it's not all of them by any stretch. But the ones that we spoke to, um, that was a common theme. And a part of me thinks that the reason they turn to God um, or Christ or Allah, I'm not sure if it's you know religion specific necessarily, but I think part of the reason is that they have no one else to rely on. Yeah, I was just going to say um, that, yep. They don't have family. They don't have friends, you know, unless it's you know other homeless folks. And uh, so who's the only person you can turn to when there's no one left to turn to? And that's, you know, some sort of spiritual being. And it's not a religious program, but uh, there are a few aspects of of my own faith that I do want to convey through the program. And that's, um, you know, first and foremost is that I'm I'm a Christian. I'm not judging anyone if they're not. That's totally fine. Um, But is that Christ teaches us to love each other as he loves us. Right. And he gave kind of, if you believe the story, the ultimate sacrifice. 
uh, for us. And it's like, dang, he did that for me. Well, I, then I can give someone five or 10 minutes of my time. I can talk with someone. I can make someone laugh. I can brighten someone's day. And how different would the world be if we just, you know, started each day with that mindset of, you know, mm-hmm. I need to help. I need to help at least one person today. I need to put a smile on at least, on, on at least one person's face today. Um, if even half of America's population did that, I think we'd see a world of change. And, um, you know, I think it's because we have a lack of that, that, uh, we have something else filling that void. And unfortunately, I think a lot of the times it's, you know, big government programs that ultimately make the problem worse. And it's like, ah, oh, man, I don't want to talk politics, but this all comes together in, in one. And it's funny because this is the first time in 15 minutes of us having our conversation, we've even mentioned politics. But I think you're you're 100% right is that a lot of people have gotten rid of a sense of purpose, be it from um, their family, their faith, their community. And they've really invested it into politics and into government. And, and they've started to put more trust and faith into those institutions than really the, the true foundational pillars of you know our society in general. That is, again, faith. Uh, your, your, whether it's a faith, your, your sense of purpose, your community, what have you. And to see where we are in 2019 in such a very polarized, uh, political climate, to sense that the folks that maybe are, like you said, the people who have the very least to be happy about, who are are actually the happiest, which I, by the way, I love that quote. Um, but to see those people who maybe they're not as in tune with the, the happenings of 2019, they're not paying attention to, uh, is Trump a racist because of what he said about the squad? Or, you know, is is Nancy Pelosi a racist because she had that leveled against her by AOC? They're, they're, they don't care. Like, it's it's not on their priority list. Their priorities are really trying to make it by, really, every single day. So I think it maybe puts things in a different light to them. And I think just listening to what you've experienced during your filming, hopefully that puts things in perspective for people who, you know, oh man, I, I really blew that sales call today at work. It's like, well, you know, that's true, but you could be a homeless person who really has nothing. Um, and to see the different way that they're approaching their situation and how you're approaching your situation, like, you know, maybe there's something actually to learn from someone who's lost everything and really is just relying on this, this tiny sliver of sense of purpose or hope that they still have left. Oh, abs- absolutely. They they say I'm not who sh- I'm not sure who they are, but they say that um, the the trait that's most um, commonly linked to happiness is gratitude, and I mean especially today when we have all these different marches for this cause and that cause, and is anyone just stopping and saying, wait a minute, we're living in pretty good times. Like America has its troubles. Uh, we're not perfect. No one's life is perfect. No one person is perfect. Uh, actually, there was one guy, but we killed him. Um, <laughs> so, you know, like, do we ever stop and look around and say, I'm grateful for as good as we have it. We have it pretty darn good um, in America. Yeah, you could lower taxes. Yeah, we could get rid of certain departments. But at the end of the day, you know, you can earn a living. Um, you can take care of your family. You can date anyone you want. You can you have every option in the food store to choose from. Um, it's not that bad, um, especially if you, you know, put in the perspective of all of human history. I mean, our natural state is complete and utter poverty, you know, um, whether it was Adam and Eve who ventured out of the garden or whether it was Neanderthals, that's our natural state is absolute poverty. Um, so it's not like, why do some people have more than others? It's just, why do some people have some and focusing on that? And that's, I mean, that's another part of what I'm just 
I'm going to be trying to kind of infuse within Straight No Chaser is that um, kind of that motivation and, well, how do you actually get things done? How do you actually get ahead in life? And a lot of times it's pretty simple. It's work. You got to work at something. You got to be committed to something. You got to be disciplined. And um, along the way, stay humble, stay open to other people questioning you or giving you advice and criticizing you. And um, that's the way I try to live my own life. I feel like it's played out pretty well. Um, You know, I'm doing all right. And uh, and I'm pretty darn happy, you know. So wait a minute. And I was reading this report the other day that said, like, the average net worth of a millennial was eight thousand dollars. Their net worth, when you're talking about their house, their car, their, you know, their income, their saving, everything is eight grand. And I was like, wait a minute, that can't be right. You know, I reread it a dozen times. I was like, huh, okay. I mean, if that's what they say, well, how am I doing so much better? Because I don't have any fancy degrees or anything like that. And a lot of it's just like, well, I think about things before I do them. I plan ahead. I look into the future. And, um, you know, I, I put off immediate gratification for later gratification. So those kinds of things that I feel like have, have really helped me in my own personal life, whether it's through finances or business or whatever, I want to somehow infuse that in there and let people know that if you're feeling down in the dumps, really, you just got to pick yourself up and you got to figure things out. And this is a great country. I don't know if it's the greatest or I mean, maybe it is, maybe it isn't. I'm not the one to make that call. But uh, if you really want something in America, you can have it. You can have it. You just got to figure out a way. You just got to think hard. Do you think maybe that some of the, the, the problems that we're seeing in America, especially with, I mean, we have an ever-increasing opioid use in our epidemic here, but also suicide has been mm-hmm. on the increase just rampant in recent years. So what do you think is that that's driving people to the point that they're not taking into account all the great benefits that surround them, be it just being in America? I mean, just being in America, we have people in, in the southern border of the United States who are, are quite literally risking life and limb just to get here. Um, so what do you think it is in America right now that people are just, they, they have a disconnect from what their sense of reality is and actually what they are living and experiencing every single day that other people literally would die for to just have an ounce of an opportunity to experience it? I think it's complacence. I think that we've had things so good for so long um, and, I mean, when was the last generation that was, like, really just busting their humps, you know, to get ahead? I don't know, like, 1950s or something? When we have, you know, was it factory workers? Where, where was it? And, um, I mean, I know at least, you know, I grew up with a television in my house, and I grew up with a microwave and a refrigerator and all these great things. So it's, if you grow up around it, it's hard to take it, uh, it's, you know, it's easy to take it for granted. Um, so I think that's part of it. We're just kind of complacent and we've fallen into a little bit of a rut and, um, I, you know, it, it's, it can definitely be depressing and, you know, cause I've been there where I just, I, I, like I said, I felt stagnant and I've gone through that a couple times. Not that I was like clinically depressed or suicidal or anything, but you know, like I get it. And, oh yeah. We've uh, all been there. I mean, some, I've been there myself. I a hundred percent empathize. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, you know, but it, we're we're kind of left with this message of if your life sucks, then it's someone else's fault. If you're not happy, it's someone else's fault. And I discovered years ago that happiness is a choice and that uh, happy people tend to get ahead faster. And um, I mean, even little things and maybe, you know, this from your background in sales 
is that when you're talking to a customer over the phone, you can actually, if you just smile while you're talking to them, <laughs> you'll sound better. And it's they're funny. more likely to be receptive. It, it's funny you even say that. Your message. And it's like, that's bizarre. I was going to say, it's funny you say it because um, one of my sales guys, God bless him, um, I always had to remind him, smile. And he's, yeah, are yeah. you serious? I'm like, yeah. So what I've done is I've actually, every time I hear him on the phone, I, and I know he's not smiling, I'll peek and see if he's smiling or not. And then I'll print off a smiley face and I'll staple it to his, his cube. And I'm like, hey, just a reminder to smile because it is so contagious. You can you can genuinely hear on the phone if if somebody else you're talking to is smiling. Um, and I, I like you said, I mean, happiness is it's contagious. Honestly, I mean, mm -hmm. when you are happy and other people are around you, that happiness is infectious and it starts to spread into their lives. And I think, you know, it helps give almost a sense of purpose in terms of, OK, what are, what is this person doing that's creating their happiness? Why? Why are they happy? And then maybe you can do some you know introspection into your own life. What am I doing that's making me not happy? So let me kind of um, segue this. Uh, as we we're already getting towards the end of the show, surprisingly. Um, but you know, what's one thing that if you could take away from your your show so far, what's one thing you wish you could promote to people just across the board as something you've learned along the way, and that hopefully as people watch the documentary that they'll pick up on and and also maybe be able to implement this into their lives as well, and hopefully improve things from their perspective. Uh, one thing I would say is definitely get outside your comfort zone. Do things that you don't necessarily want to do. Um, and they, I didn't well, – in the, the Las Vegas video, people will see it. I jump off the stratosphere, which is the highest, tallest mm -hmm. building in Las Vegas. I didn't want to do it. Uh, no. I didn't want to do it. <laughs> Absolutely know? not on my end. No. <laughs> right. But I did. You know, But I ended up doing it. And uh, afterwards, I was glad I did. And that's the way it is with a lot of things in life is you don't want to do them. But then after they're over with, you're like, you know what? I'm glad I did that. And you, you just got to force yourself to do it. Um, and I force myself by saying, well, I'm putting this on film. I got to have a good ending for the first episode. So I guess I just have to do it. Um, and the other thing I would say is when uh, talking with other people, whether it's a coworker or a spouse or your kids or friends or whoever, complete strangers, um, assume that they know something that you don't. And if you take that approach... Um, I think that you'll have a quest for figuring it out. What is, what do they know that I don't know? Because I don't want to hear stuff that I know. I already know mm -hmm. it. I want it. And everyone has something that they can teach me. Everyone has something that they can teach you. And um, sometimes it just takes a little digging. But if you have that like quest and that yearning to figure out what it is about them, um, then I think you can do it. It's funny you say that because I was actually just on a show um, last week on, on my buddy Steve's show. Uh, it was uh, Call Me Ignorant. and um, he asked this very question about, you know, why, what, what makes my podcast, you know, my podcast, what, what makes it unique. And really, it was the fact that I wanted to have people on my show that were smarter than me and that I could ask legitimate questions to of things I'm curious because I, I mean, the reality is I think libertarians in general, and, you know, here we'll, we'll kind of conclude with a, maybe a call to action to libertarians, is that libertarians in general kind of have this perception themselves that, yeah, I kind of got it figured out. Like, I know why I'm a libertarian. I know why I'm an ANCAP. I know why I'm a minarchist. I, I've read all the books. I can recite it, like, you know, off the back of my hand. And, and I'm right. And instead of just asking questions to other people who maybe are are outside of our libertarian spheres of influence, um, we, we just assume that they have negative intentions and we don't even want to engage in dialogue. And I think it's it's super important to have people on my show, um, you know, both people who are maybe not libertarians, but, you know, 
on the other side of the political aisle, people who are democratic socialists or, or Democrats or liberals, progressives, what have you, and, and genuinely ask them questions. I think that's how we're able to maybe uh, break down some of the, the barriers that we've established over the past, you know, 15, 20, 40, 50 years um, as our political discourse has started to get more and more polarized. And I mean, here we are in 2019 and, you know, it's it's either you're you're a fan of Donald Trump or you're a racist um, or or you, you hate America. And it's like, it's like, no, none of that's true. But that's the rhetoric that's being promoted by people because that that's just the way that they've ingrained themselves into their own, you know, whether it's their their spheres of influence of people who they talk to. Um, you know, their own respective echo chambers. Um, they've, they've been able to do the research and they have their, their confirmation biases just reaffirmed. And, and instead of actually talking to people um, on the other side of the aisle, they just ingrain themselves in, in this little bubble and it just polarizes things even more. So I think what you just said in terms of talking to people and assuming that they have something of value to bring to the conversation and maybe some information or just perspective that you're not aware of that can really change the way that you perceive them based on their telling their story or just their experiences. I think that just right there is is definitely something we could desperately use in America right now to d- get us past where we are right now. Because right now, things aren't going too well. I mean, the, the division in America has been growing more and more, especially over the past three years. So I think what your show is doing and will be doing even more so as, as you know, time goes on and more episodes come out, is trying to build those bridges of people, you know, getting rid of the, if you're a Republican, Democrat, uh, liberal, conservative, like we can't have a conversation. And I think that's exactly what we need to have, like talk to people, smile, and, and just try to, to have a conversation with people regardless of who they are, what their their beliefs are, what their stance in life is, um, or their, their moment in life, whether they're homeless, poor, or, you know, rich and wealthy and multiple houses. It doesn't matter. They're a person. And there's so many things that can happen to somebody on their trail through life that can point them to one 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 direction or the other, and and really that can happen to us too. And it's important to I think for us to keep that in mind is that it just takes one moment in life to completely change things and do a complete 180. So to to not approach conversations judgmental and, and to really have the ability to open minded uh, to be open minded and have conversations with people you know our our uh, biases that we have already in place be damned. Yes, yes, absolutely. And uh, I mean, it's, it's not going to be political at all. I want to hear people's stories. I don't want to I don't care if you voted for Trump or voted for Hillary. I don't care if you like Bernie Sanders. I want to hear your story. And uh, everyone has one. And I feel like, you know, we had seven billion people on the planet. Are we only meant to talk to a relative handful of them or interact with them or meet? We have seven billion opportunities to hear unique, interesting stories. And we really don't take advantage of that especially in the age of the internet and how cheap it is to travel and and all of this kind of stuff. I mean, we ought to, we ought to, because there's a a whole other world out there and um, it doesn't, uh, doesn't do you any harm. And I I believe that it will definitely enrich people's lives, whether they want to do it themselves or if they just want to watch me do it, uh, that's fine with me (laughs) or both or both. That would be, I guess the best Um, second best would be watch me. Because that's the most important thing. Tim Price, straightnochaser.tv. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> There's my plug at the end. I was going to say, I was going to give you an open platform to give a plug, but I mean, I think you gave yourself a, a great plug there, but also just the one quote people can take away from the conversation today that you said, I, I mean, that quote, people who have the least to be happy about seem to be the happiest. That I think that speaks volumes, and I think what you're doing here with your show, obviously, is is opening up people's eyes to the world that is beyond what they're used to. 
Um, so you, you mentioned where people can find the show. Where can people go ahead and find you, Tim, if they want to, to follow you over on social media or, or just stay in, stay in the know of what's going on with Straight Now Chaser? Sure. Um, on Twitter, at Tim underscore Preuss, P-R-E-U-S-S. On Facebook, facebook.com slash Preuss podcast, because I'm still using the same pages for everything. And um, on Instagram, at Preuss podcast. Um, or they can just go to Google and type in Tim, P-R-E-U-S-S, and all my stuff is going to pop up. You'll get to see what I look like. I'm a handsome devil. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, you'll get to learn a little bit more about me. But um, uh, all the stuff that is uh, you know, significant and pertaining to new episodes and what we're doing with the show can be found on straightnochaser.tv. What an episode where we didn't have anything overtly political and it was pretty much all just high level feel good stuff. I mean, that that's that's a, a golden Brian Nichols show episode right there if I ever had one. So, uh, Tim, thank you so much for joining us on the show today. And folks, if you enjoyed today's episode, especially today's episode, because this is such an uplifting story, uh, please do your part. Share today's episode with family and friends. That's how we are able to, number one help get more people aware of Straight No Chaser and all the work that Tim's doing over there, but also how people can spread the message of liberty and honestly, the Brian Nichols Show. Um, so yeah, number one, share with family and friends. My challenge to you this week is share with three of your friends or family this episode. Um, but also, if you could, folks, if you haven't yet, please go over to iTunes, give us a five-star rate and review. Again, that's how we move up the rankings and how m- more people are able to find the Brian Nichols Show over at iTunes. Um, and as always, folks, if you enjoy uh, the content I produce, uh, go over to my Twitter and Facebook at Liberty. Or go over to a Patreon. You can become a Patreon subscriber. Also at B Nichols Liberty. Or if it's easier, that one-time PayPal donation. You can go ahead and find that uh, over the PayPal. Go to uh, the links. Click the link there at the Brian Nichols Show website. And it'll bring you right to uh, the donation page. So with that, folks, thank you again so much for joining us on another fun-filled episode, yes, of the Brian Nichols Show. And signing off for Tim Preuss from Straight Note Chaser. We'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to the Brian Nichols Show. Find more episodes at briannicholsshow.com.